welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. of our praise and adoration. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. No matter what our need is, our God is able. No matter what our situation is, our God is able. No matter what our sickness is, our God is still a healer. No matter what our family situation is, He's still a great counselor. No matter what you're facing tonight, He has an answer for you. He is that one that can fill the void, that crevice in your life, amen, where you feel like there's nothing that could take the place. But Jesus can. And we appreciate Him tonight. There's nothing like Him. And He truly is able to do, as Ephesians Paul writes, exceeding, He's exceedingly able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Takes the presence of God. What you're feeling tonight is a, amen, the glory of God that has come in this place to minister and meet the needs of Amen. His people and to all those that will open their heart and let Him minister to them. The greatest decision you will ever make in your life is making the decision to follow Christ. Amen. It's the only constant in our world. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Amen. And uh, if we just just give ourselves to it, as we would say, if we can buy into it tonight, it pays great dividends. And there's nothing like Him. Praise God. Thank you for your worship unto the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. He can do more in, He can do more in five seconds than what I can do in five hours. Beyond God's able, Amen. Praise God to minister to us. Acts. Tonight, the first chapter, if you will, I want to give greetings to our uh, brother and sister Stewart and their niece, uh, Bible college student. Brother Stewart and all his uh, humor. Amen. Brother Stewart, pastor of Spanish work in Mason, Ohio, and we're so glad him and Sister Stewart are with us. Amen. Amen. And his niece takes care of their youth department and uh, doing that uh, from California sometimes. And she's here, and they just had their, uh, uh, technically their midwinter youth retreat this weekend, midwinter in May. And uh, I understand it was a, a good time. So we thank God for that.
Amen. If our young people can just tap into the things of God, amen, I believe in this generation. Amen. And we got some young people around here that are tapping into the things of God, and they need to in this day and time that we live because it's the only thing that's going to help us, amen, throughout uh, this end time. Here in Acts, the first chapter, we, we find Luke writing to Theophilus, Oh, Theophilus, amen. He says, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, beginning in verse 1, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until, I must say until, the day in which he was taken or ascended to heaven. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible or unmistakable proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and having been assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. For John verily baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. And when they therefore come together, they ask of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses of me both in Jerusalem and Judea, all Judea, in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up in a cloud and received, that received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. And verse 11, it says, Which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. Lord God, we thank you once again, amen, for your presence and your power that's in this place tonight. And for the next little bit, I pray, God, that you would move through your word, amen, that your word would truly illuminate our lives, our footsteps in this end time, amen, because we know you're going to come for your church. You said that church will be without spot or wrinkle, we'd be washed in your blood. And I pray, God, tonight, amen, that each and every one of us, as we sit here tonight, amen, would make that, that promise to themselves that they're going to do everything they can, amen, to be right and ready when you come for the church. So bless us tonight, I pray. Let your anointing flow. Let our ears be anointed to hear, our hearts open to receive what you would speak into our spirit tonight, that we might leave different than the way we came. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Everybody say amen. Clap your hands one more time as you're being seated. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, somebody say hallelujah one more time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Here we read the story. As they stood there, the followers of Jesus were staring into the sky. And they deeply felt the loss of the one that they dearly loved. Here in this scripture, Luke is basically picking up. When you go back to Luke 24, you will read how uh, Luke kind of summarizes what transpired on that day.
but didn't really go in depth. But here in Luke, the first chapter, we see where he goes a little bit more in depth and explains what had transpired. And so these disciples that were there before uh, you would see how Jesus uh, uh, during those 40 days would appear and sometimes he would disappear. Amen. He would come and he would go and he would be with them and he would talk with them and, and, and he would encourage them and let them know that I'm going to be leaving but, but I'm not going to leave you comfortless. Amen. I'm going to send the comforter to you. And, and, uh, the, and, and, and so that relationship uh, uh, was carried out for 40 days until that moment, uh, amen, when he ascended. Uh, and they watched him as he ascended uh, into heaven. Uh, amen. There was two uh, angelic beings that, that then said, why are you looking to heaven? Uh, amen. As though this is some mystery. Uh, because that same Jesus that has gone away is going to come again in like manner. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Surely when they were uh, looking at this and watching this, their minds drifted back to uh, the, the, the master's message uh, before Calvary. When he said in John, the 14th chapter, verses 1 through 3, he said, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. He said, In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare that place for you, he said, I will come again, and I'm going to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Could they not maybe have been thinking of the words of Christ as they watched that happen, and in bewilderment as, as he left this earth, amen, on, on that journey, if I might say, amen, to heaven? You see, the heavenly messengers reminded them that this same Jesus was going to come again, in like manner or in the same way. And their words serve as a constant reminder even to this day, right now, to you and to me, that Jesus is coming again. We don't know the day, we don't know the hour, but I do believe we are living in the season, uh, amen, that the Lord is going to come. I think things have been fulfilled. I think it's just time right now in between that time and the rapture, uh, and now it's up to you and I to make sure that we do our part, everything we can to make sure our heart is ready to meet the Lord. The reason we believe in the return of Christ is because Jesus promised it. I'm coming again. If I go away, I'm coming again. Amen. And, and folks, listen to me tonight. Amen. He don't lie. He don't lie. Amen. You look at Psalm 119 and you'll see in verse 89, amen, the Word of God, amen, records His promises and they are forever settled in heaven. Amen. His word is, you won't find false things in his word. A lot of people like to pick and choose what they want to believe in the word. Amen. But I have the opinion that you need to take it all. I, I believe that you need to taste and see that the Lord is good. 
and you're going to find that from the beginning until the end. Amen. Don't, don't stop for, 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 for one moment and begin to think it's not worth it. Amen. What's that old song say? It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Amen. All these trials, all these heartaches, all these cares, all the things that are going on in our world today. Amen. One of these days we're going to leave it all behind. It will be in our rearview mirror as we make our way out of this world. Amen. And into that place where God has prepared for his people. Oh, clap your hands and praise him tonight. In Numbers 23 and 19, it says, God is not a man that he should lie. Amen. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? And Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 1.20, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Amen. I'm reading it from the NIV. They are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Amen. For all promises of God, I'm telling you, they are yes and amen. Amen. Yay. And amen. I'm here to tell you tonight, he's not a liar. His book is not full of lies. He is truth and his word is truth. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Do you know there are nearly 300 references, amen, to the return of Christ in the New Testament alone? No one knows for sure when he's going to come. Amen. Although there has been those uh, that have falsely uh, predicted his return uh, only to be embarrassed by the words that they spoke. Uh, they tried to prophesy the coming of the Lord. Listen, when the, when the word tells us uh, that no man is going to know the day or the hour, it means no man is going to know the day or the hour. Amen. When he's going to come for us, right? You can't pick a date. Uh, amen. Put your 88 reasons why God's going to come in 88. It didn't happen. Uh, you pick a 90, some 90 date. It didn't happen. Uh, in the 20, uh, uh, the 2000s, uh, amen. If somebody picked a date, it didn't happen. Uh, amen. I'm here to tell you right now, nobody knows. Uh, nobody knows. Uh, only he knows. Come on, don't, don't, come on. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't embarrass yourself. Don't go there. I know it's tempting sometimes. And somebody says, well, I heard from God. No, you didn't. No. You didn't hear from God. You might have heard from self. You might have been impressed about something. But you didn't hear from God. God wasn't going to tell you. If he hadn't told his angels, he's definitely not going to tell us. They're waiting for that day just like we're waiting for that day. They're waiting for him to say, okay, it's time. Blow that trumpet. Amen. They don't know, we don't know. Neither will we know until that point. And that is a point because it's not for us to know at this time. If you knew it was going to be on such and such a date at such and such a time, you'd wait till five minutes before then and start repenting and, and making things right with God. But, but, but listen, folks, it's all about living for God. Amen. Living for God, trusting in God, believing in God. And letting God do that work in you, uh, amen, and work not just in you, but through you, uh, amen, to tell everybody else about the goodness of God. There's a writer, some of you know the name Warren, Wiz, uh, Warren W. Wiersbe, in his book, uh, uh, Be Dynamic. He simply advised this, regardless of, of what views different people may take of God's prophetic program, 
Christians agree that Jesus is coming again and that he can come at any time. This in itself is a great motivation for faithful Christian service. Oh, you say, well, I, I don't have time. Go ahead, make, make your excuses. You say, well, I, I've been hurt. Go ahead, make your excuses. Uh, amen, go ahead, go ahead and live the way you want to live. I'm just here to tell you tonight, amen, that you need to straighten up, fly right, amen, and understand uh, that, that excuses won't cut it with God. Amen, just living for God is what's going to matter. Walking with God is what's going to matter. Doing the will of God is what is going to matter. Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Clap your hands and praise Him again tonight. So, you say, well, pastor, there's a lot of things that are vying for my attention. There better be one thing that you're focused on right now and everything else takes secondary uh, place in your life. Amen. You do something, uh, uh, you know, you, you follow things of the world. Amen. Your heart's going to be there. Notice, notice what he said here in uh, the 24th chapter, uh, the 12th chapter of the book of Luke. Uh, 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 when he says, uh, uh, seek you first the kingdom of God. Uh, but neither seek ye the kingdom of God and all the things that shall be added to you. For not little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Everybody say, I want the kingdom. Verse 33 says, sell that you have to give the alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a, tre a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupt. For, your, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. There will your heart be also. Amen. you got to lay stuff up where uh, uh, thieves can't break in and steal, where moths can't get in and corrupt. Come on. Amen. we got to understand that here in this life, amen, there's thieves. Right? Amen. We, we can't even keep catalytic converters on our vans without somebody dropping in the parking lot at night, amen, at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning and stealing and cutting them off of our vans. Now, now I, I'm going to be good. I'm going to be good. But, but sometimes I think the Lord needs to kind of send a little lightning bolt and light them up a little bit and let them realize you need to quit messing with the house of God. I don't get it. People used to respect the house of God. People used to respect the things of God. They wouldn't put their hand on the house of God or the things of God. Amen. But now, people, we're getting into a place where people have no respect for the things of God and they have no respect for God himself. Let me say it again. When you have powerful people in your country uh, that are saying things like God has no place uh, in this Congress, uh, I'm here to tell you right now, when you make statements like that, uh, you better believe God's ears perk up uh, and he sees and notices uh, that we have a generation of people that are not giving themselves to the things of God. They're losing that, 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 that honor for him. They're losing that faith in him, that trust in him, that hope in him. And they're hoping and believing in their own Themselves, uh, and in their own ways uh, and in their own policies come on but he said look you lay up treasures on this earth amen and, 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 and you're going to lose it uh, amen and, and so, but he said, if you put up treasures on the other side amen that, where your treasure is that's what your heart will be also so you've got to be careful where, where is your heart how are you thinking what's going on in your life amen does this world mean more to you? Because if this world means more to you, that's where your heart is. Amen. But understand this today. In this world, you can lose what you got tomorrow. 
You can lose it tomorrow. Hey, I'm going to tell you something, Brother Stewart. I'm 61. I'm getting older. Amen. And it makes no difference. Amen. My dad was born, was raised in the Depression. He was a young teenager. He knew what it was. His four boys, four girls uh, that there and the mama and grandpa and grandma. And they all lived on that little farm. And they realized that, 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 that food was, uh, you know, was a precious commodity. You didn't have it. You had to work hard. You had to labor hard for it. Uh, amen. You, and it was hard to come by. Amen. I could tell you some stories. Uh, amen. But, 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 but 1929, the crash of 1929, people were committing suicide. People were, 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 were jumping out of buildings. And, and, and they were ending their life because they didn't see any promise uh, of the future. Amen. You come up and several times we've hit those bumps uh, in the road. 2008. Uh, Another time uh, of financial crisis uh, where people were losing uh, retirements. Uh, Amen. You come again in our day and time and everything's going smooth. But what are they doing? Uh, They're warning about inflation. Uh, They're warning about the market. Uh, They're warning about the houses being in a a housing, another crisis uh, or a bubble. Uh, I'm here to tell you right now, you and I, we need to realize, uh, amen, that our only trust needs to be in God. This stuff could go away tomorrow. It could go away tomorrow, but pastor, you shouldn't be talking about it like that. Well, I'm here to tell you somebody needs to be talking about it because there's going to come a day. There's going to come a reckoning day. There's going to come a judgment day when everybody's going to have to give an account for their life. Oh, clap your hands again and praise him tonight. You say, is it that important, pastor? Yes, it is. Why is it that important? Because when you go on down here, the next verse, verse 35, he said, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. Amen. And that yourselves like unto, and, 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 and you sell, ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their, their Lord when he will return from the, from the wedding, that when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find what? Everybody say watching. Amen. He said, have your loins girded. Amen. What was that? Uh, When you study that out in simple terms, you'll find that that was one's outer garment. Uh, Amen. And that robe had to be tucked uh, into a belt before they began working or before they began running or before they were, they they would go into battle. Amen. Amen. And so it's, it's like Jesus uh, simply is saying here, look, you understand this concept. Uh, You understand the robe that you have. Uh, If you're going to do anything meaningful, anything stressful, anything like work, you got to take that robe and tuck it in your belt. You got to have a little bit of freedom. Uh, Amen. Why? Because basically what he was saying uh, in two words uh, is be alert. Be alert because you don't know there's going to come an hour. You don't know the day. You don't know the time. But there's going to come a moment uh, that you are going to experience one or two things. Uh, either the, 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 the catching away or, or as we would call it the rapture uh, of the saints. Uh, or you're going to be on the other side of that and you're going to stay parked on this earth realizing what you'd missed. Be alert. Because in such an hour as you think not. He could come. He could come. Young people, sometimes, I was in your place one time. I remember, I remember when I was still in high school, kind of got out and, and graduated. and I was going to go to Bible college and 
I can remember saying, you know what? The Lord's going to come before I get out of Bible college. Right? And then uh, I started thinking, you know, the Lord's going to come before I ever get married. Right? Has anybody ever thought like that before? Well, I got out of school, and I've been married for over 41 years. For, no, it'll be 41 years this July. Think about it. You don't know, no, no, no. I, I just thought it was going to happen. It didn't happen. But that didn't, that didn't deter me from just saying, well, you know, looks like we've been preaching this for all these years, I, and it's not going to happen. I, uh, I just might as well kind of just kind of do my own thing and, uh, and kind of and, and just get by with by. No, he said, look, I'm telling you, amen, where your treasure is, that's where your heart's going to be. Uh, and you need to gird up your loins, uh, and you need to be watching. You need to be ready. In Luke the 13th, in the 19th chapter, amen, what did he say? He said, occupy, occupy till I come. Amen, that, 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 that word occupy simply means do business. In other words, don't sit on your laurels, don't, don't sit idly by, but do business. Whatever God gives you, you need to put it to work in the kingdom of God. Amen, if it's five talents, if it's two talents, if it's one talent, or three, or whatever it might be, just don't do uh, like the one guy did uh, and went and buried it, uh, amen, and waited for the, for, for the master to come back, uh, amen, and then only to find out that, look, I wanted you to use it, uh, at least put it into use. It wasn't about if you were going to make anything, just use it. That's why I say tonight, if you've got a talent, you better put it to work for God. My dad's thing from me, with me when I was a kid growing up, when I was kind of playing around with uh, the trumpet and stuff like that, and I, I play when I want to, don't play when I want to. My dad used to say things like this, use it or lose it. Look, let me tell you tonight, you may not want to use your talent, and that's fine. That's, you, that's your decision. Uh, but, just be, but I want you to know, there are people around you that, 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 will, that will take the talent they got. It may not be as big as yours. It may, it may not be that two, that three, that four, that five. Amen. But I'm telling you, if they have a heart for the things of God, they're going to use that one talent. And you're going to look around one day and you're going to think, wow, you know, I didn't think they were that talented. But now look what the Lord have done. Look, gird yourself. Amen. Make yourself ready. Prepare yourself because the Lord is coming. Occupy. Do business. Amen. Until he comes. Don't wait. See, the early church stayed alert as they expected Christ's promised return. And I believe Christians today continue to watch and wait for his return. Amen. It's easier to wait if we have something to do. Just waiting will drive you nuts. I don't like to wait. You go to the pharmacy, you got to wait. You go to, the, you go to McDonald's or these places, you got to wait. Uh, amen, there's, there's nothing fast food or, or fast service or it's a, it's a, it's a window, you drive up. Uh, you don't have to get out and go in, Sister Paula. No, you can drive up. But now I'm seven cars back. Uh, I'm eight cars back. I don't like waiting. I don't like waiting. I watched somebody, I watched somebody get out of line behind me uh, at the drugstore, amen, and drive up. Just he was, you can tell he was he was not happy that he was waiting. He flew up, went and parked. I seen him get out. I seen him go in, go in because he thought he was gonna go in and get faster service. So I went up my few cars, I got my stuff, and he still wasn't out. Look. 
Don't, don't lose patience when you're watching for the Lord. Just be about the Father's business. Just be working in the kingdom. Be busy about the things of God. Why? Because we know He's coming, but we also have His Word that says, Be about my business. Wait, I don't like waiting for the dentist. I don't like waiting for the doctor. Amen. That's, folks, that's the reason why they put the little magazines on the, on, the, uh, uh, on the tabletop or the coffee table or in the magazine holder. Amen. They do that because you want to go get that magazine and start reading through it. Why? To take up your time. So sooner or later, you're going you're to hear your name called and you're going to, oh, that was kind of quick. No, it was 30 minutes. You just got engrossed in reading a magazine that probably, some of them, we probably shouldn't be reading anyway. Or you'll get on your phone or whatever. But understand what I'm saying. Uh, amen. The Lord says, I'm coming for a church that's without spot or wrinkle, that's waiting and watching. Uh, they, have, they have prepared themselves. It's like traveling. I got to have the radio on to pass the time. Or somebody's in the car that you can talk to. Do you know there are four main things to do while waiting for the return of the Lord? Amen. Number one, we read Matthew 24 and Mark 13 and Luke 21. He says, watch. In Matthew 24, he says, be ready. In Matthew 25, he says, serve. In Hebrews 10, Paul talks about it. Be faithful in church attendance and abiding in the word of God. We got, a, we got plenty of things uh, to keep our attention uh, if we'll work at it. You can't just stop. You need to work at it. Uh, be about his business. Uh, get in his word. Uh, come to church. Uh, amen. Give to the things of God, whether it's monetarily uh, or in your service. Uh, you need to be about that business. Oh, clap your hands and praise him. First John 2, 28. He says, I'm going to read from the NIV. And now, dear children, continue in him so that when he appears, we may be confident and unashamed before him at his coming. You see, while we're waiting, we've got to continue to serve our master. Amen. In the unfinished task of the world uh, of working in the field and in this world of evangelism. Amen. We need to tell people about the saving power of Jesus Christ. We need to reach out to this world. And saints of God, let me tell you something right now. You and I need to put ourselves in a place. Amen. To where we say, God, amen. Whenever that door opens, man, we've had COVID this year. So we, we you know, everybody's, everybody's had that excuse. We can't talk to nobody. We can't, we can't, uh, we can't, uh, uh, you know, we can't really do evangelism like we wanted to and so on and so forth. It was so good to Today to walk in a restaurant where nobody had a mask on. I'm not getting on mask because I believe if you want to wear one, wear it. That's that's okay, not a problem. I'm just saying we've been through a space of time, amen. Where where everybody was worried about this, people died from it, folks. They died. Some of my people that I knew, my friends, are people that have passed on from this. So it wasn't nothing to play around with, amen. But I'm telling you today, as we begin to look back, and that reminds me, brother Tyler, we got to go over uh, that that deal from the district, amen. What have we learned during this time? I'll tell you what we learned. I'll tell you what I learned is sometimes we take. Taking a lot of things for granted. We've taken a lot of things for granted, Brother Stewart, where, where before we just kind of, yeah, happy, whatever. But all of a sudden, something came along to bring everything to a screeching halt. 
So we had to find out, Brother Howard, what, what, what are we made of? Are we willing to just stay at home, amen, and just kind of get by until they say we can come back out? Or can we still feed the sheep? Can we still feed the flock? Can we find ways to reach out to people? Amen. Can we do something? Amen. It might be a crude thing like a, a cell phone on a tripod in front of a pulpit, amen, or in your office or wherever. But we had to make some changes. We had to do some things that we hadn't done before. Why? Because we had to find ourselves maneuvering into position to still be able to work in the kingdom and reach people, amen, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we always understand it's not by our might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. And so if you put your best foot forward and you begin to preach and teach and teach Bible studies and get out to the, in the harvest, I'm here to tell you not everybody's going to receive it, but don't worry about that. Go to the next person. Go to the next house. Go to somebody else and testify and let them know how great your God is. Oh, clap your hands and praise Him. Evangelism is what we were, what you got to be a part of. Encouragement. Everybody says, I'm going to evangelize. But, but, but sometimes it's just an encouraging word to a brother or sister or to a coworker or somebody that you come in contact with. That, 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 that their life has been hell. They have been going through all this stuff. Amen. They have lost people in their family. Amen. They need somebody maybe to come up and say, you know what? I'm praying for you. I'm thinking about you. Amen. I want to encourage you. Come on. Does anybody have an encouraged word for somebody? John 9, 4, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. Amen. Why? Because the night's going to come when no man can work. That's why we got to preach the word. That's why we got to teach the word. That's why there's got to be evangelism. That's why we got to do the work of the kingdom. Amen. We got to encourage. We got to love people. Amen. There's a whole lot of hating going on in the world today. Amen. But the church can't be full of hate. The, the church has got to be full of love. Amen. You got to be full of compassion. Amen. You got to lie. You got to love everybody. But pastor, I don't love everybody. Then you need to get your heart right. Come on. Somebody say Hallelujah. 2 Timothy 4, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of seasons. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Let me focus on something here. In season and out of season. Sometimes, Brother Bobby, it's not going to feel, you're not going to feel like it, Right? Sometimes you're going to just kind of go through the motions uh, and the opportunity uh, presents itself, but we don't have time. Or, or, or maybe another time. Uh, uh, not right now. I don't feel like it. Uh, I got a headache. I got a backache. I got a toe ache. I got a finger ache. I got this ache. I got that ache. Maybe next week, whatever. And then we just kind of put it on down, push it on down, all that kind of stuff. Look, folks, if they make a decision uh, that they don't want to hear it right now, that's one thing. Uh, but if we make the decision uh, that it's not convenient for us right now, that's a whole other thing. Everybody say in season. Out of season. You got to be ready. First Peter 5, he said, feed the flock of God, which among you taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly. Everybody say willingly. 
Come on, folks. We ought, we, ought not, we, ought, we ought not have to do this thing because of constraint or somebody makes us. We ought to be willing to do it. Not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples or examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. James 5, 7 and 8. Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. He goes on. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. In other words, get ready. Get ready. Hope is coming. In Titus 2, he says in verse 12 and 13, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope. Everybody said that blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We, 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 we kind of skim over this. But he says teaching us. Amen. Denying ungodliness. Everybody say ungodliness. Everybody say worldly lust. Amen. We live soberly. We live righteously. We live godly. In this world. Come on. You got to make, we, we, we have to make decisions every day whether or not we're going to serve God or not. Where we're going to follow after Him or not. When we're going to obey His word or not. We make those decisions. Titus 2, you have that blessed hope. 1 Thessalonians 4, you have that comforting hope. 1 Peter chapter 1, you have that lively hope. 1 John 3, you have that purifying hope. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to the coming of the Lord. I'm not looking for death. It could come. Amen. I don't want it to. I like living. How many likes living? To all you younger people that might be in your, in your 20s and your 30s, let me tell you, 20s and 30s and 61 comes quick. Enjoy that time you got. Because before too long, your kids are going to be out of the house. They're going to be in college. Your hair is going to get gray. Right. Your hair is going to get gray. And gentlemen, your wives are going to say, I wonder if whatever the name of your child is is in his dorm room at college tonight. Honey, would you just get in, just make me feel better. I can't get a hold of them on the phone. Would you just drive over and make sure their car is in the parking lot? You know how many times I've done that? I drive all the way to Oxford. About 20 miles, whatever it is, Brother Howard. Just to drive through the parking lot and call my wife and say, his car's here. She needed that hope. She needed that assurance. Didn't mean he was actually in, his, in the department, but his car was there. <laughs> Come on. We have a blessed hope. I'm looking forward to the coming of the Lord. Amen. I don't want to, if I go by way of the grave, I go by way of the grave. But when I, when I get to that point, I still got to have my life ready and waiting for him to come. He, because he could come at any moment. In fact, the Bible says in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at that trump, the sound of the trumpet, he's going to come for his church. He's going to come for those that are ready. Not those who are getting ready, but those who are ready at the time that Jesus comes for his bride. I'm done. Let's stand. I'm going to quit right now. But I'm here to tell you tonight, you've got to be ready. You've got to be watching. 
you got to gird yourself about. you got to be in that place of understanding. Amen. Because it could come tonight. Before we ever see the next sunrise, God could come. Amen. Before we see another drop of rain, God could come. Before we make it back to prayer on Tuesday night, God could come. Before we come to Bible study on Wednesday night, God could come. Before we see each other next Sunday, God could come. And we have to put ourselves in that place of understanding that this is real. And so I need to work on myself. I need to work on my life. I need to make my election sure. I need, to, I need to talk to the Lord. I need to present myself before Him and say, God, here I am. Examine my life. Because you and I can look into the proverbial mirror and we can see we know better than anybody else what's wrong in our lives. You don't need a prophet to come up and prophesy to you. Not knocking that because they got their place. But I'm just saying, we know ourselves better than what a lot of other people know themselves or know you. So you got to be ready. We can teach a Sunday school class. We can stand up here and sing. We can be in an instrument. You know, we can have our just different duties that we do. But, but, but don't get in the place where you are, where you are find yourself weary and well-doing to where you're wanting to fade away. Pastor, I'm burnt out. Pastor, you know, I just don't know that I can go on. I need to to change the pace. I need something else to do. That always worries me when somebody says, I need something else to do. I'm burning out. You say, why, Pastor, would that worry you? Well, it's because I've been doing this for a long time, 40 years. And a lot of people that come and say, Pastor, I'm burnt out. I I need to change the pace. I need to do something else. And all of a sudden, before you realize it, their church life is affected. Their spiritual life is affected. And many of them, not all of them, but many of them fell away from God and to this day have not made it back. And what I'm simply saying is this, that condition starts long before they ever get to that place. That's why we have to work on it every day. Don't get to that place to where all of a sudden you've come to that place to where you can't, you know, You don't feel like you can go on. No, you make that decision now. Lord, prepare me right now for that moment when I get there. My confidence is still in you. My faith is still in you. My trust is still in you. My hope is still in you. On Christ, on you, Lord. Amen. You are my rock. I stand on you. I stand on your word. Even though I might be going through those weak times in my life, I'm still going to cling to you. I'm going to hold your word. I'm going to still talk to you, God. Why? Because I know you're going to see me through it. I know you're going to lift me up. I know you're going to have an encouraging word. Look forward, not backwards. Take your life right now in the present and say, Lord, I'm going to begin right now. I'm going to change some things in my life now. I'm going to make more opportunity for my relationship with you now. And I'm going to look forward to that day, Lord, that you come. Because I know it's out there. I don't know when, but I know that trumpet's going to sound. I know you're going to call your bride home. So God, from this day forward, help me. Help me, Lord Jesus, to make things right with you. I'm going to open these altars right now. Amen. However you feel comfortable. But I feel like you need to come or find a place to pray. Amen. You need to talk to the Lord right now. Talk to the Lord right now. Let's don't lose this opportunity. 
I quit early in my message tonight because I don't want to lose this opportunity. Raise your voice. Talk to the Lord. He's here right now. He's close to the mention of his name. That's it. Come on all over this place. Find that place with God. That's it. Come on. Lift your voice. Cry out unto him. Cry out unto him.
praise. 